What's up, friends? This is Becky. I'm so glad that you're here on our 15th episode of Beyond the Cover podcast. With me, your host, Becky Kahn. I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. Easter Sunday 2020. Can I get a hallelujah? He has risen. Amen. Like all the things. What an exciting day. You know, I got a message from a friend this morning about just a, a an excitement and an anticipation that she had as she was just preparing to share some time with her church family over, you know, live streaming of, of church um, with her church family and just hearing um, the excitement in, in the message that she sent. I'm like, yes, girl, that is exactly it. And she actually confirmed some things that um, I had been feeling and have been uh, have been on my heart and that sort of thing. So that was really cool because, you know, our God's just really great like that. So today I'm sitting in the closet, you know, my studio. I've told you guys about that before. But if you hear a shrill scream, you will know that my little lizard friend that is in this closet somewhere has paid a visit. Now, I don't know that he will, but when I was putting some clothes away yesterday, he reared his little head and he's so tiny. He's like two inches long. He's just a little guy. But if he surprises me, I might scream and I'm just going to apologize in advance. So you're welcome. I do hope that everybody is having a fantastic Easter Sunday. Looks a little bit different. Um, we're not all dressed up in our Sunday best and going to church. And, um, you know, we don't have lots of opportunity to bring family along with us to church or people that wouldn't normally go to church but would on, a, on an Easter. Praise the Lord for that. Um, but we did get to do different things. There was stuff going on in our community. I know that Central Baptist and other churches kind of came together and met in the parking lot at Abshire Stadium to praise the Lord as one church in one accord um, as believers in, in Christ and the kingdom to celebrate our risen King. And that is just beautiful and amazing. And I, I am stoked about that because I feel like that's just a little glimpse of the, the more and more and more that is to come. So I'm super stoked about that. I know that several had church in their home over live stream or YouTube recording or whatever that is, and were able to celebrate with their family. And that's super cool that we have that opportunity to do that. My family and I actually took communion together in our living room with our church family over the screen and that was a super special moment to have just my my husband and my girls my son uh here and, and his girlfriend of oh my goodness we could just go into that but they've been together like four and a half years and talking about wedding and all that good stuff but um it's it was it was kind of it was kind of nice it was kind of kind of cool to to be able to do that together here in our living room so we got excited with that worship. It was great. I hope that you guys had similar memories made this morning um, or or special memories for you and your family. So super great. So through this uh, Holy Week, I have been reading, just reading in the scriptures, reading in, in Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, just the different accounts, you know, throughout the week and spent um, some time today, actually, you know, obviously reading in the scripture about, you know, Jesus raising from the dead. So exciting because he is alive and he is risen and he is, um, he is with us. So that's so exciting. But one of the things that caught me and I wanted to share with you guys today was Thomas 
And I know that many of us, you know, we, we think of Thomas and automatically for me, I think doubting Thomas. Well, we may grow up thinking or, or hearing that and thinking, well, I don't really know why, you know, why he was, what he was doubting or why he was doubting or, or whatever the case is. But, you know, I think that that I'm Thomas a lot. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other Thomases out there, but I feel like I'm Thomas quite a bit. Like I need, um, I need some proof. And, and then I'm going to do what it is that I need to do, or I'm going to listen to what it is I need to listen to, but I need some proof first. Like I need to know that it's for sure God, or that I'm for sure supposed to do that, or for sure supposed to go this way or whatever. And so I can kind of understand Thomas in some ways. So I'm going to read, um, out of John this, this afternoon or this evening or this morning or whenever you're listening to this, um, I'm going to read out of John and I'm, it's probably going to be a pretty short episode today. I'm just going to share a little bit of my heart and a little bit of scripture and, um, and hope that it touches you in some way. So um, if you would like and you are able to safely go to John and let's see, we're going to be in, in chapter 20. And I think that we're going to start in verse 19. And so this is after Jesus has as has broken out the tomb um, after he has risen and um the disciples are actually they're they're back with each other, um, everybody except for Thomas at this point. So we're going to pick up in John twenty nineteen on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear <laughs> of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, "Peace be with you." After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Can you even imagine? Like, I can't even imagine that happening. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed onto them. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now I'm going to stop there for just a second um, because I think that this is so significant in so many different ways, but I wanted to spend just a moment on, you know, whenever, whenever he showed them his hands and his side, they didn't necessarily ask for him to show him them those things, but he did that. um, He did that for them. You know, he did that for them and the disciples were overjoyed to see that it was almost, it was confirmation for them that this is the Messiah. This is the Lord. This is the King. This is who we've been waiting for. This is, you know, all the things. And so I think that it's important. It's important to me anyway, to know that he did that for them and how much he does for us, you know, peace be with you. He tells you, and, and the father has sent me and I am sending you. He's telling them like, okay, the father sent me now I'm sending you. And then here we are charged just as they were. He's sending us. So we'll pick back up in 24. Now, Thomas, one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Can you just imagine this? Like they all like run up to him like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Like we saw the Lord. He was here. And then to their surprise, probably in some ways, he's like, hold up. I don't, I don't know. He says, but he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Like what a bold statement, right? Like these are, these are your, 
compadres here like these are your people you're not going to believe what they said like I don't know if I was one of the one of the other disciples I probably would have had my feelings a little bit hurt in some ways but then you got to think back like they're probably thinking well I mean it would have been be hard for me to believe too maybe but not if my boys are telling me like this happened so he says I will not believe a week later his disciples were in the house again so this is a week fast forward a week all the disciples are together because scripture tells us that this time Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, so still a week later they are in fear. Even though they know that the Lord has 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 returned, has come, you know, or has risen, um, and is there, like, even though they know this, they're still in fear and have the doors locked because they're in fear of the Jewish leaders. thought that was interesting, too. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Man, oh man. So he tells Thomas, you put your finger right here in my hand because you specifically said that if I don't put my finger in in the hand where the nail was, I'm not going to believe. If I don't put my hand into his side, I'm not going to believe. Jesus heard that. Jesus knew, you know, he knew. And so he tells him, do that. Put your hand here. Put your, put your finger here. And now he tells him, because you have seen, it's easy for you to believe because you've seen. What about those that haven't seen and still believe like blessed are those not that he was, you know, damning Thomas or anything like that. But it's it's the relevance of you're believing because you have seen and there's so many that do believe and will believe because because they have even though they haven't seen and there's so much power in that. So I this morning whenever we were when we were doing our church our house church on with uh with our church family over the over the tv um Alina was sitting in the recliner and she kind of looks back and she says you know what if what if Jesus were like here now and of course you know my response I'm like well he is she's like no I mean what if he were physically here right now and I I've started to go into this big thing and and Max like stops me a little bit and like let her talk you know and um she says like if if it were my friend you know and she just makes up a name she's like what if Jesus is my friend James would I treat him differently like would it would our relationship look different if I knew that that was Jesus and of course in my mind I'm like well yeah probably (laughs) I mean I I am guilty as charged that I do not treat all of my friends as if they were Jesus however we should, right? And so it kind of got me to thinking like, you know, um, I think that it kind of reminds me of that song where, and I'm going to completely botch it, but you know, somebody walks by and you know, we don't, we don't even blink an eye. We don't even, 
we don't even see them and that that could be Jesus you know somebody walks into your church and they're dirty or they smell or whatever and you kind of turn a nose up and, and go the other way that could be Jesus like yeah I think that we would probably live our life in a completely different manner if we knew that Jesus was walking the earth right now you know was standing in our living room but you know what guys he is because he left the comforter with us he left the guide with us he left the holy spirit with us so he is with us in our living room in the grocery store on the streets everywhere so really if you were here physically why would we act any different than what we act right now you know is there is does that re- remove an element of doubt that he is there and so this is how i kind of align with thomas like I think that, yeah, and, and admittedly, I'm saying there's doubt, not doubt that that Jesus is Lord or that there is that there is that God does exist and there is one only one God. But just doubt that I can see where people have a lot of questions and we as Christians sometimes get frustrated with that. Right. Or we don't know how to explain everything or whatever. You know, I can see where there can be doubt. I am guilty of doubt in that. I doubt that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you know, even though I know that I've heard from the Lord, I know that I know that I know that I know, but I doubt, you know, um, so I know that we may desire, really desire to see and have Jesus here in the flesh, but he knows so much better than us, right? He knows that he couldn't stay here with us in the flesh. I mean, what if you were here right now? (laughs) It's hard to believe, but like Jesus would be in quarantine too, right? So how would he be with all of us at one place at one time, whatever? Like it, that's not, a, it, it, that's why he left the Holy Spirit with us because he knew that he couldn't, he couldn't be one person everywhere, you know? And, and so that's why he left the comforter with us. But I, I think it, he knows so much better. How would we have access to him now, right now where we are, me sitting in the closet you know, talking to you guys, how would I have access to him if, if it were only in the physical being? So, you know, I, I just want to encourage you guys, even a disciple doubted, <laughs> like even a disciple doubted that the risen, the risen son, the risen king, the risen one was the Lord. E- even he doubted that and, and he walked with him. You know, he was, he was right, right there with them, witnessing miracles and, and demonstrating miracles and, um, saw all the things like he knew, but he still doubted. And so in your life, like don't allow the doubt. So doubt can be healthy in a lot of ways because doubt can, can cause us. And I, I read this in the, the footnotes of the Bible that I, that I study in, but you know, doubt can can cause us to to research and to ask questions and therefore get answers and have more knowledge and become more of a of a of a teacher or become more of a of a follower in some ways you know strengthening our belief and so forth or doubt can become stubbornness and turn into pride and ultimately stop you from where it is that God wants you to go stop you from a deeper relationship with him and deepening your faith and 
And the enemy wants to use doubt in that way. And so often we feel such condemnation for doubting, right? For doubting that we even, that we heard from the Lord or doubting that, my goodness, doubting that Jonah and the well was really a thing. You know, we, we start to feel guilty about that and go down a rabbit hole with that or whatever. You know, I mean, it can be the simplest of things or the most complex of things. But, you know, I just want to encourage you that doubt can be healthy. It can be good. Just don't let it stop there. Don't let it stop with doubt. Like, if you have a question about something, even in the Bible study this morning with the ladies, um, we had a, a, a brief Bible, Bible study like Sunday school study with our ladies ministry and, you know, tithing got brought up and, you know, asking some questions about that. And one of the questions that, that I asked, because I've lived my life in such a way that, you know, I, I have felt like, and, and really I feel like I can find some scripture to back it up and I can find scripture the other way too. So got to spend some more time on that, but this is where I'm going with it. This is why I'm saying this is that ask the question of like, okay, like tithing 10%, right? Does that go to the local church? Or if, if you're investing in that, you know, you're giving that money back to homeless missions or, um, putting on, you know, whatever, if it's going back into the ministry, if it's going back into the kingdom, regardless of where it goes, does it matter that because you're given 10%? So does it really matter? Um, or is the 10% supposed to be, you know, kind of earmarked for the local church, for your church body, for your, for the house, essentially. And then anything over that, um, that you give as an offering, you would give outside of your, of your local, your local body, your house. And so we kind of got into discussion in that, but I'm, I'm using that as an example because so many people doubt, doubt that doubt that we should even be tithing still because it's old Testament or, um, if they can't give, you know, 10% and one of the ladies actually said something to, to that effect. And, you know, she had such freedom in that, you know what, I can't give 10% right now, or I couldn't at that point, but I started somewhere, you know, she didn't let the start stop her, but doubting like, okay, well, if I can't give 10%, then I can't give anything at all. And he's not going to, he ain't going to bless me if I don't give the 10% that he's asking for or, or whatever. But, you know, I think that we all, we all still have questions. We all still have, um, unanswered, unanswered questions and unanswered doubt, whatever. We shouldn't be ashamed of those things. We, we need to ask those questions. We need to turn to scripture. We need to, to talk to the Lord about it. We need to talk to our friends about it. You know, some of us are shamed like, well, you should go to the Lord. Don't, don't be taught. My goodness, you know, you, you gather that you gather with like-minded people, you know, and you talk about the scriptures, you talk about God, you talk about your doubts and your fears and what's ultimately keeping you from, from where God wants you. I mean, this is a journey, you guys, we're going to have ups and downs. I've heard it several times, you know, about how, if you're, you know, if you're not in a valley now, you're, you're either coming out of one or fixing to go into one type thing. I mean, it's up and down. Our life is up and down and, you know, we, we are going to doubt and we're going to have fear, but we don't allow the, we don't allow the enemy to take that and run in the direction and, and have our thoughts captive of, you know, let's stay there. Let's stay in doubt and let it turn to stubbornness and let it turn to pride and let it ultimately stop there so that it stops our faith. And so that we don't dig deeper. So if you're doubting today, let me just encourage you, whatever that doubt looks like, turn it around. Don't stay there. Don't allow the doubt to take root because it can just run away with you. And that is not what God has intended for your life. You know, I am, I am so grateful that I did not let doubt stop me 
you know, in, in so many different facets of my life, I'm so grateful that I didn't let doubt stop me and, and that I still have doubt now and I can still ask questions and I can still go to the Lord and I can still talk to friends about it, talk to my pastor about it, talk to leaders in my life, talk to spiritual mentors, you know, what have you. I just want to extend to you. I'm here for you too. Like I am more than happy to talk about and talk through anything. That's not to say that I've got all the answers, but you know what? I will dig in with you and we will find the answers. And there are some things that we're not going to know this side of heaven, but I guarantee you that if we seek the Lord in whatever that doubt is, he's going to give us some resolution. There's going to be some resolution within our heart that he is going to give us. It may not be the answer that we're looking for. And that's why people stop at doubt because they have a picture in their mind. Well, that's one of the reasons anyway, they have a picture in their mind of what this is supposed to look like or whatever, whatever the answer they think is supposed to be. And when it doesn't turn out that way, then I mean, that doubt just runs with them. So don't be that person, right? Like this is such a joyous day. We are in such a joyous time in our, in our nation. We can get bogged down with the bad things, but my God, he is on the rise. A friend of mine told me if the year of 2020 is, is the restart year, then the year of 2020 is the revival year. And I am stoked about that. Like we can have revival right now. I'm having revival in my closet. Come on, somebody tell me I'm, I must, I must be listening. <laughs> I'm listening to Jeremy Foster too much. Come on, somebody. Um, <laughs> some of you are going to appreciate that. I, I hope I get some messages about that. Um, you know, but that, that just goes to show that the people that you spend your time with and the things that you listen to matter because you start to sound like them. Okay. So be around people that you want to sound like <laughs> somebody needs to hear that today. Um, all right, you guys, I told you it was be a, be a pretty short message today. I'm hopeful that you received some encouragement. I'm, I'm hopeful that you, that you stop and think about doubt in your life and what you are allowing yourself to do with that doubt. Are you allowing it to propel you forward? Or are you allowing it to be an anchor? So, um, I love you guys so much. I, I am prayerful that you are going to have a fantastic week and be so, um, productive and so prosperous. Um, so I just know that I am praying for, for you guys as listeners to this podcast, I'm praying for you and I want you to know that you are so, so very loved. Talk to you soon.